This is a HeadGum Podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hello, halflings! It's me, Jasper William Cartwright, and I am joined today by... Leandro Nati Lewis Nyao, but everybody calls me Unati! And... Jeremy Cobb, but Chelsea Harris calls me Jera Bree Cobb. So pronounce like Jeremy, but with Bree, because, quote, you're great like bread and cheese. <laughs> hey, you are great like bread and cheese, yes. Jeremy. Thanks a lot to both Jasper and Chelsea Harris. I uh, agree. Bread and cheese. thinking that I was great and also similar to bread and cheese. Yeah, like a little bit of those things. A little bit of cranberry on there with the brie and the bread, and that goes real Ooh. nice. Get a little bit of cranberry on your cob. Mm. That's, I have to say, that's one That's one pronunciation peculiarity that I do prefer with, with the Americans, where we uh. pronounce the berry more. Oh, my God. This is the wrong dungeon and the wrong dragons. <laughs> Full Prince vibe? Woof! <laughs> this makes them even more black! Cake glitches and bitches! And lands in the cusp of a teaspoon? Oh, no! On a nat 20. No! You think this is just a game? That's disgusting and I love it! Yeah. We're about to get into something real big now. Yeah. Uh, add the berry. Uh, so hello, halflings. Uh, we are going to do something a little bit differently uh, today um, as we are releasing this episode on the 24th uh, of May which is one day away from the anniversary of George Floyd's murder. And we kind of wanted to uh, acknowledge that fact here on the show. Um, and we wanted to sort of talk about it. And as uh, Unati so eloquently puts all the time, uh, you know, black joy is a form of protest. And we sort of thought that maybe today would be a good day uh, for us to spread a bit of black joy and a bit of black love and then give you guys some sort of time to go and do and interact with that stuff. Uh, so, gang, why don't we sort of start this off? We can just do a really quick um, sort of discussion, if you will, just about like the last year and how that's been uh, for us sort of navigating different spaces. This is not going to be like a look back on our like year as the show. We're going to sort of do that soon, I think, because we're approaching our anniversary of the show. But just sort of like generally how it's been looking back on the kind of the kinds of conversations that we're now having that we weren't having. And again, let's we'll keep this nice and quick and brief and then we'll share some joy and then we'll let you guys go and do some of that we'll sort of set you a challenge to go and interact with some beautiful black content so yeah whoever wants or has a has a thought about uh this year um, um i think i think in 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 many ways it's been a good year and also in many ways it's been a bad year much like like much like most years um but i think that what it has really done is it's made the conversation a fair bit easier in space is where it felt um, quite difficult before or mm. would be a conversation that may well be kind of shut down. And also, I think, um, at least in my circles, for the very least, I can only speak uh, for, like, the circles that I sort of roll in. But I think a lot of my... Oh, what was my favourite? Oh, I heard a new one. Um, the Melanin Challenge. My Melanin Challenge friends. Um, <laughs> uh 
uh, have really just started upping their games in in terms of doing the work and getting the information. There's loads mm. of great um, books out there. Uh, available on audiobook and obviously you can read them as well loads of great resources and just really challenging themselves and looking at the situations and challenging their family members and structures and Mm. and seeing things a little bit differently and I think that you know it's it, it can't always be on the burden of the oppressed to change things because usually they're the ones who don't have the privilege to actually really make those shifts. And it's really just great when allies come through for the struggle so the burden can be shared. But um, mm. it's been great that that police officer has been found guilty. Um, yes. That was a really good ruling. But it's also really clear that there's a lot of work to be done because, you know, that's, you know, six out of 15,000, I think it was, reports of police brutality so um yeah although it is a milestone there is a lot of work that needs to be done in terms of you know changing the discourse and helping people where Mm. they need it but in terms of ttrpgs just be cool dude (laughs) be cool and and bring some diverse things and have fun and don't be an ass (laughs) but like going back to the thing that i think that we'll go back to what you just said there I think the acknowledgement that the work has to be done is yeah. what I feel like has really changed for me. Like a lot of people acknowledge, oh, okay, we do actually have work to do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we're sort of no longer in a space of just being like, yeah, yeah, everything's kind of fine. And we're just sort of generally healing, right? Like, and it's like no, that's, you know, that's no. not really a thing. Yeah. So I think people all around the world are like acknowledging that that has to happen yeah. um, and that the work has to be put in. And I think that's not just on um, against, you know, um, black people. I think we've recently had, uh, you know, the Stop Asian Hate Movement yeah. and a lot of discussions around that, which has been excellent. So I think there's been a real kind of racial awakening almost of us kind of realising actually, no, there's a lot of work to do across the board here uh, if we're going to create a space where that we kind of claim to have, which is this sort of safe place for all people to kind of, you know, uh, live their lives uh, and achieve what, you know, they can and, and, and live safely and comfortably and, uh, and that sort of thing. Um, I'm just interested before um, me or Jeremy jump in, actually, you know, to just, I was kind of just, we all hail from different parts of the world. And I thought it might be interesting. Just like, what, I don't know if you've noticed, has there been a reaction in South Africa? Do you, have you, I don't I know you're obviously not in South Africa at the moment, but do you talk to friends in there? Like what has the impact of this last year been over there as well? Cause I'm interested, you know, Ooh, I, I think, um, I think when it when it sort of comes to like global discussions around sort of uh, systemic race issues, it's a uh, same monster, different battle map, right? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, of course, people were kind of up in arms about it, and there were protests in South Africa. It, 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 it you know, it, it um, and it shook some things up. But South Africa's got a a really, really mm. we have we're cap we. We've had we've had conversations around race for a lot longer than most nations, I would say, in that like mm. we've you know tried to bring it to the forefront because of our very sort of violent battle against apartheid. Um, but uh, there's work to be done. Um, there's a lot of work to be done. It's still a mess. Um, mm. And again, issues of privilege, economic issues. Uh, you know, same monster, different battle map. Mm, sure, that's it. Like, yeah, sure. but I, but there has been you know loads of support. But yeah, everywhere's different. I guess that's all I can yeah, say. Yeah, no, no, I was no, I was interested <laughs> yeah. to know because obviously, yeah, like you said, you've had it's sort of been a long. Um, 
you've got a long history, I think, yeah. and a, a kind of more publicized, I guess, history of like sort of the struggle for racial justice. And do you know what I mean? I think yeah. like, you know, next to places like America and never, you know, who have again, like there is sort of huge movements. I think it's similar. Yeah. Whereas in the UK, I think that there is a general assumption that we're all, everyone's fine because we kind of don't have like a moment, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I guess probably Windrush actually sort of slightly more recently is probably yeah. like our big mm. racial injustice kind of moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? That kind of people and talk Stephen about. And Stephen Lawrence as well. Yeah, uh, Stephen Lawrence is a big one. There's been a resurgence exactly. of that coming back in, um, mm. and looking at a couple of really sketchy cases. Do you know what I mean in the UK mm. that have been like, hmm, that was really bad. That was yeah, that was bad. Mm. That, was bad. Yeah. that actually, uh, I think, is a very interesting point. Uh, the idea that this has brought, hopefully, hopefully, I think it probably has to some degree more of an awareness of racial issues in countries that do not have as public or quote unquote storied a racial history mm. as mm. say South Africa or the United States, which I think is primarily due in, in almost every <clears throat> single case due to them not having much diversity. <laughs> Certainly yes. in Europe. Certainly mm. in Europe, that's usually the case. Um, if, mm. if there is not like, for instance, if, say, the Netherlands had a much higher, like, say, the Netherlands were, like, 15% black, Zwarte Piet would have become a big issue way sooner. Yes. Um, yeah. The the monkey chants at football games in Italy would mm. have been yeah. called out way sooner. And yeah. perhaps the Italian people would not have responded with, well, you're actually the one who's being racist by bringing race into this at all. Uh, <laughs> never mind yeah. that this is a racial, yeah. a racial taunting uh, against specifically black people. Yeah. You guys are the ones who are being racist for making a thing out of it. Uh, like these would have been issue or blackface. Actually, I just saw I went to Dude, I like, went to the Czech Republic for a semester. Yeah. Uh, or not, yeah, I spent like a, a, a semester in the Czech Republic going to school. And I just like, like a couple days ago saw a person that I knew in a production of Robinson Crusoe, a musical mm-hmm. version of Robinson Crusoe. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking through the cast photos and there is a dude in full blackface with a big old afro. Whoa. And uh, it brought me back to like the time I had a long argument with a friend of mine in the Czech Republic about whether or not blackface was appropriate uh, at like parties and stuff. Uh, and what... Uh, it's, it, yeah, it, it's ultimately a case of, uh, a case of ignorance. And what I hope is that with situations like this, countries, uh, people from countries who do not have as publicized, uh, mm. uh, history of racial issues, mm. uh, I hope that they, rather than just pointing at, say, the United States or especially like in the 80s, uh, mm. South Africa, where, uh, and saying, wow, those people have a real big problem. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, I'm going to go, it's, it's worse over there, so therefore we're okay. Exactly. Kind of Seems it's only worse because yeah. there's more of them. That's actually yes. why. Yeah. It yes, would not absolutely. be any better in a lot absolutely. of these other countries. Yeah. For instance, yeah. in the U.S., I would say the racial attitudes in the U.S. are not really any worse than the ones I've encountered in Europe. It's just that nope. the U.S., we talk about it more and people have guns. That's the yeah. main yes. difference. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, European, I've never had a dude in the U.S. come up to me and accuse me of having a bomb in my duffel bag because I was brown. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, mm. I I don't have people in the U.S. trying to argue in favor of blackface. Obviously, that's partly because we have more of a specific history 
agree with it. But anyway, my point yes. is, I think that's one hopefully really positive thing that has come out of this. It certainly was a positive thing in my friendships with uh, with some of my white friends, uh, British white mm. friends, or, or excuse me, white friends in Britain, uh, where in which I was able to talk to them and confront them about issues that I had seen uh, in a way that I had not felt comfortable doing before uh, or perhaps didn't I wasn't as aware of before. Mm. Uh, and then also I can speak certainly uh, one uh, shout out to my buddy Taylor Farmer Lewis yes the legendary Farmer Lewis um, I don't know how how interested he had been in racial issues prior to last year but I do know that he I, what I have observed him becoming mu- like going out and educating himself and becoming much more conscious of stuff seemingly from my perspective just based on the fact that we hadn't really I've been friends with this dude since 2007 and we like never talked about prior to that mm. so yeah. 2006 even so i i uh shout out to him but that would be an example of like what unati is saying i think of yeah. people yeah. becoming more aware and reevaluating how they relate to these issues and saying oh wait maybe these issues are not just something that exists separate from me this is something that i should actually pay attention to and care about and is actually relevant to me and my own mm. attitudes yeah yeah Absolutely. And I think that for a lot of people, they kind of realize that, oh, I'm, I'm sort of a, a part of a system which upholds this behavior. Um, yeah. And I, I take that, I, I absolutely class myself in that. I think I've spoken about it on the show before about the fact that I've realized like over the course of the last year that there are certain behaviors that I perpetrated, which didn't kind of help my own situation mm-hmm. and make me feel more comfortable in certain situations or my friends or, you know, people who I should have sort of allied myself with. And, uh, and you know, as well as... Um, melaninally challenged uh, folks uh, like you said earlier earlier <laughs> uh, um and so i think that um uh for me i would say that uh, one of the joys i think of uh, of this last year and um in going through what felt like a really like shared trauma moment like the whole kind of if i think it was the, the the i don't know whether it was the sort of brutality of the moment or what it what sort of brought it out but it really felt like there was a sensation of everyone kind of going like this isn't this just isn't good enough wherever you are and kind of whoever you kind of uh, whatever like political persuasion you have or whatever like this isn't good enough like people are people need to be treated like human beings and uh and i just think there kind of came this sort of shared empathy moment mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and out of that came discussion which in which people could feel very like held and comforted and like no one's going to shout at you for having got stuff wrong in the past mm. and i think that's absolutely what led me to like wanting to start this show and cuz i felt emboldened to be able to have conversations that i don't i really don't think i'd have had uh, a year ago, uh, you know, I don't think I'd have been sort of forthcoming with as you know the kind of stories and things that we talk about on this show because mm. I'd have just kind of been like, yeah, it's okay, that's just how it is in the in the in the world, right? That's that's how mm. TTRPGs are, right? They're just they're just kind of white things, and I'll, I'll and I'll just be an elf. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like it sounds stupid, but I think that's the kind of thing that that's really changed me on like a personal level is just being like. Hell no! I'm going to embrace this side of me. And I'm going to play and like you know Wagadu or you know whatever it may be, and I can feel um, happy and good about that. And so, 
Cool. I don't want to sort of linger on this for too uh, for too long. Um, I uh, just thought it'd be good for us to share some points. Why don't we throw out some stuff that people can go and engage with right now? Uh, let's like uh, highlight some people, some folks, uh, and then we're gonna sort of cut this off early and sort of offer you a challenge, listeners, uh, to go like give a signal boost to some black creators. Uh, you know, just go and give someone some love on Twitter or Instagram, whatever. Let's spread some niceness and some joy. Go uh, find a, a movie to put on later today go find a book to uh, to read um whatever it may be um just go and engage with some some black content today and um when you listen when you listen to this um because i think that uh we need to uh embrace the fact that our joy and our success uh is just as valid as our kind of sadness and, and anger so uh you know i know you've been you're you've been uh breathing over bit. this list for a while so why don't you go ahead and kick us off <laughs> first of all first of all if you have not read Octavia E. Butler, I don't know what you are doing with your life. I, I don't <laughs> know what you are doing with your life. The woman is a G. Um, Ursula Le Guin has been trying to get people and she's been sort of like shouting her name out for ages to get people to keep reading her. One of the earliest black female science fiction writers. She is amazing. Um, really, Very really, cool. really incredible works. Um, and don't worry for everyone. Uh, we will tr- we'll put a list of like yeah. names and things that you can, uh, so you can copy and paste into your Google searches. So don't worry about like taking notes during the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can just listen. It's cool. It'll be below. <laughs> you must take notes. You no. must take notes. <laughs> um, and then Nendi Okora I hope I am not bastardizing that, but Nendi Okorafor has written a book, uh, two of my favorite books actually, Who Fears Death and and Akata Witch. Who Fears Death is an excellent post-apocalyptic Africa. uh, It's just like, it's such a good book. And the Akata Witch is really great as well. Then we have, don't move away from your mic, Unati. Then... I just literally it immediately these, moves away from the oh, mic. I brought these books <laughs> yeah. out. Uh, oh. We can we can like throw we can just kind of we can share and uh, we can throw out a few more. Uh, yeah. Okay, United's got the book. She's then got the book. We've got the... she had to rifle through the jewels and gems <laughs> yeah, first to find yeah. the book. I'm going to put some jewels and gem sound <laughs> okay, effects great. on that. <laughs> but which means looking. you're going to have to edit most of them out because yeah, you just yeah. wouldn't be able to hear it. Yeah, because yeah, you wouldn't be able to hear it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, then we've got uh, Tommy Adeyemi. Uh, she wrote Children of Blood and Bone. Um, really, really, really good. Really, really good series. Incredible series, actually. Just mind-blowing. Um, then we've got Nalo Hop, uh, Hopkins. Um, Hopkinson, sorry. Nalo Hopkinson, uh, Brown Girl in the Ring. Really, really, really good book as well. Um, we've... I thought you meant the movie for a second. I was like, what? <laughs> Brown <laughs> girl um, in the ring. In the ring. I don't think I do yeah. actually. <laughs> um, please also t- check out uh, Tochi Onyenbuchi. Uh, also another really, really, really great writer. Um, uh, I wrote Riot Baby. Really, 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 really great writer. Um, if you love that kind of uh, sci-fi fantasy vibes, all of these are mainly sci-fi and fantasy writers, by the way. Um, N.K. Jemison, also another great uh, uh, fantasy author. 
Um, and Caldwell Turnbull is great as well. Binta is great as well. I mean, the Binta is uh, by Nendi Orokora Four, which is really really good. Nikki Drayden is really good. This is one is about South Africa. It's really good. Um, and there's a queer vibe in there. She like can control mind. It's super cool. Um, if you're looking for other media, I mean, this is not necessarily sci-fi, but it's the ice cream man the is back. The ice cream man. Dun, 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 the ice cream dun, man is in sync with dun, us right dun, dun, now. Dun, dun, like every time every we record time. right now, the he turns up. Man, right. um, <laughs> this guy he really wants to actually, get on the show. He really yeah, he's outside to listening to the show. That's what's happening. <laughs> um, them are on uh, Amazon Prime currently. It's really, really good. It's a, it's intense. It's a lot, but it's really good and really scary. I was literally walking from the bathroom like after watching it afraid of the shadows and screaming running away from racism that's how scared it made me it <laughs> yeah. literally it made me literally you know, afraid you of run, racism what are you running away from racism. I'm running away from racism literally like that was the feeling I had just like, hiding <laughs> racism hiding around every corner in do you know what I mean like it literally it like pissed it made it real like I mean it is real but you know what I mean like it made it like it mm. made it like tangible like you could be like this is this is this is the racism this <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also Tade Thompson a uh, really great writer as well. Um, and then if you're looking for like a great source book, um, New Sons, original speculative fiction by people of colour. It's like, um, it's a series of short stories and then you can start looking for those writers. Um, features people like Kathleen Alcala, uh, Minsu Kang, Anil, Anil Menon, um, Sylvia Moreno-Garcia, like really, really interesting writers as well and new work out there. Um, Black Panther World of Wakanda by Roxane Gay. It's also really fun if you want to check that out. Um, and then another series, another anthology, I should say, that's what they are, of short stories, um, is Mothership, Tales from Afrofuturism and Beyond. That's really cool. Um, yeah, check them out, my dudes. Um, and then, yeah, like, just look out for, like, independent comic book creators. Skyward is a great comic book series that's um, come out of Image Comics um, with a black female lead uh, fronting it. Really cool. Um, yeah, I think that's that's me that's me okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax. The way car buying should be. A very, very good list, you know. Speaking of image comics, isn't Spawn black? Yeah, Spawn is black, yeah. Yeah, and that's image comics. Yeah. He's like the flagship of image comics, or was anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I've never actually read a Spawn comic, but I do like Todd McFarlane's work on Spider-Man. I've never read a Spawn comic. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Todd McFarlane, I think, created Venom. 
prior oh, cool. to leaving Marvel to do Spawn. Oh, nice. So uh, a lot of the stuff that I'm going to mention is uh, probably more mainstream, at least in terms of the movies. Um but it, a lot of people probably still haven't seen some of these, so mm. it's very much worth watching. Uh, first, uh, Spike Lee. I got a whole list oh, of Spike yay. Lee movies, Hell specifically yeah. just the ones that I have seen mm. um, and would recommend to do the right thing. It is yeah. an incredible movie. I think is incre- still extremely relevant today. If you yeah. haven't seen it, go watch it. Um, it's, yeah, one of the all-time best movies about the state of modern American race relations, especially in light of last year. Watch that movie and you'll see mm. what I mean. Yeah. Uh, um, Malcolm X, yeah. uh, an absolutely phenomenal movie, one of Denzel Washington's best performances. Yeah. Uh, truly, like, a, uh, it's one of the only American epics uh, that you will actually see that is about a black person. Uh, almost all of them are about white people, but this one is about a black man, and it's a true story, and it does a really good job of charting his journey. 25th Hour, uh, oh, the least black-oriented of all of the Spike Lee movies that I have <laughs> yeah. seen, but still very, very good movie. 100% worth watching. Uh, it. I have a thing with Spike Lee movies uh, where sometimes I'll be watching the movie and spend most of the movie being like, okay, so this is good, but I don't understand. I don't get it. Like, why am I, why, why did you, and then like towards the end, something will happen and I'll be like, oh, and that happened with do the right thing. And it happened even harder with 25th hour yeah, where really I was good. like, okay, yeah, no, I'm a hundred percent with you now. That was great. Um, <laughs> yes. uh, Chirac or Chirac, depending on how you pronounce it, mm-hmm. uh, which is an adaptation of the Lysistrata, a very cool movie. It basically takes gangland violence in Chicago and, uh, use it substitutes that uh, for the war between Sparta and Athens in the Lysistrata. Very cool, creative movie. Uh, Black Klansman, uh, probably the most Hell famous yeah. of his recent movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very, very good movie. 100% go. Speaking of Denzel Washington, his son stars in that one. Go check yes. that movie out. And kills it, by the way. Yeah, it does uh, a great annoyingly, job. Annoyingly, so I'm always like, whenever there's like clear nepotism involved, I'm like, you got to earn this, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be judging you even harder than like a normal person. And God damn it, you're so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like he cleared. I feel like he cleared himself of any accusations absolutely, of nepotism with that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then *The Five Bloods*, another mm. very mm. notable, very good movie uh, with starring a, uh, a number of older black actors, all of whom have had fantastic careers uh, in a lot of different, really, really good things. And also notably, uh, the dearly departed Chadwick Boseman, uh, recently, just last year. Then I got Boots Riley with Sorry to Bother You. I don't know if he's done any movies since then, but Sorry to Bother yes. You was oh, my favorite movie of I, of the year that it came oh, out, which I think too. was 2018. It was so good. Uh, fantastic movie. Incredibly creative and vi- like completely unpredictable with some scenes that for all of their like surrealism are ex- still extremely uh, re- relatable. That party mm. scene, well, with the mm. rapping, is one of the most painfully yeah. relatable yeah. scenes. Oh my god! <laughs> seen oh in my a god! Long time. <laughs> it was literally like we were discussing the other day uh, yeah. on our little mini so Jeremy. It was just yeah. like you're just like, oh no, yeah. no. <laughs> when oh, you were talking, Jasper, when you were talking just now about like behaviors that you've engaged in, that you're like, I didn't help yes. my case. Oh, that is uh, it. <laughs> that is it. Not just not just man. turning around and leaving <laughs> that party. Uh, definitely go watch that. If you haven't yep. seen it, uh, Ava DuVernay come in with Selma, a really, yeah. really, really good movie. Uh, one, uh, certainly one of the best 
uh, Martin Luther King Jr. depictions slash mm. movies in general that I have seen. Uh, very good film. It touches on multiple sides of his character. It doesn't just paint him as a saint. He comes across as a real human, but at the same time, still an incredibly inspiring figure. Uh, and also, When They See Us, the first couple uh, that, episodes wow. are absolutely oh. nightmarish to get through. It yeah, gets, yeah, it yeah, gets yeah, progressively yeah, yeah. less uh, painful to watch. But not uh, by such, such a high bar that it's kind of like going down from yeah. there is not like... Yeah. It's not by much. I wasn't I wasn't finishing episodes and actively just being like that I didn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> that was It's a very uh, high quality show. Really, really yes. good. Very much worth checking really out. Good. Speaking of another and high quality horrendously snubbed as well, I yes. might add, for like everything that yes. year. Yes. Uh, truly yeah. awful. Uh well, <laughs> trucking on throwing another series. Uh we've talked about on the show before many times. Uh the recent 2019 adaptation of Watchmen. Oh, uh, yes. Though I don't know who I know that Damon Lindoff, who's a white man, was the showrunner. There are definitely a number. There's a huge amount of black talent in front of the camera. Uh, who talking. also wrote Twenty Fifth Hour, by the way? Oh, Damon Lindelof, really? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. I think he wrote the book about it and then adapted it. I think that's that's what I remember reading somewhere. I well, like, there oh, you go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Regina King, Yaya Abdul uh, Malin II, uh, Lou Gossett Jr. It's a like just go check it out. That movie's it's, oh, it, that still awesome. still that one episode. You know what I'm talking about if you've watched mm-hmm. it. Arguably the greatest episode of TV that I've ever watched. Yeah. I was absolutely floored by it. Absolutely incredible. I will suggest reading the comic first because it is very much a sequel to the comic book. Uh, mm. And you might be del- you might just be wondering, like, why are there squids falling from the sky in the first episode? And what is going on in this in this in this show? Yeah. Uh, so probably read the comic first. Speaking of a, a movie that you don't need to read the comic for Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. You can yes. enjoy that movie just going on, especially if you've seen the other Spider-Man movies. But such a in my opinion, the best uh, black led Spider-Man or excuse me, superhero movie of 2018. There, I said it. It's better than Black Panther. I think we already said that on the show. It's, uh, <laughs> so, it's the best. It's the best superhero movie. Period. That, yeah. I'm, I'm saying that. I'm nailing my, my colors to that point. Uh, so. I would say it is easily in the conversation. Uh, it would be ridiculous to not include it in the conversation. Yeah. Moving on to Barry Jenkins. Uh, oh, yes. yes. Uh, you've stolen half my lift here already. I'm um, sorry. Um, hit me no, with Moonlight. That's one of Jasper's uh, favorite movies, I believe. Yeah. Of all time. Yes. Literally, I think it's in my top three consistent. Every time I go back to do my top three, Moonlight is always in there. It's, I adore that movie so hard. I love it. It's a it's very, so very, very good Please movie. Please watch it if you haven't. Please. Uh, the follow-up, If Beale Street Could Talk, also very much mm-hmm. worth watching, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Very good movie. Both of those tonally very distinct. I love the gentle kind of feel to those movies. There's a real dreamlike, yes. gentle, beautiful feel to both of those movies, mm. even when they deal with very difficult and painful topics. Yeah. Uh, then jumping on to a black creator who rarely makes movies about the black experience, Steve McQueen. No, not that one. <gasps> the black one. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the, he, for his first movie, uh, his first mainstream movie, well, I guess it's not really that mainstream, but starring Michael Fassbender, Hunger. Mm. Uh, absolutely, It's about uh, Bobby Sands and his mm-hmm. hunger strikes. Mm-hmm. Very, very good movie. Shame 
Also very, very, very good. good movie. Also starring Michael Fassbender. Both of these movies are painful to watch. In fact, and yep. so is the next one, 12 Years a Slave. His yep. only movie so far <laughs> specifically about, about the black experience. All three of those movies are absolutely brutal to watch. But if you oh. enjoy really, really well-made, creatively filmed, uh, beautiful uh, and rough drama, all three of those are fantastic. And if you like something a little bit more accessible, mm. Widows, also a very yes. good movie. And, I mean, stars Viola Davis. So Hell it's not yeah. like he he tossed the, all the black people out. Uh, yeah. Did he also do Small Axe? <laughs> yeah, he did Small Axe as well. Yeah. Oh yes, which is the Small Axe, which, uh, which is a very series, interesting. Yeah. I haven't seen yeah. that one. I've seen. I've only seen his movies. So but yes, I've good. heard good things so about good. it. So good, so good. Steve McQueen is, has been forever for the, like, for the longest time culture. the top of my list. If I could pick a director to work with, Steve McQueen has been the top of that list for. I think I literally watched Shame and was like, "Yep, he's top of the list. Yeah. I want to work with this guy. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. Mm. He's great." Uh, moving on, another series. Uh, got Ezra Edelman with OJ Made in America. Oh. Everybody went and watched The People vs. OJ Simpson. While that's a perfectly fine show, I don't think it has anything on OJ Made in America, which is a docu-series uh, charting OJ Simpson's rise uh, from like the his very beginnings up through the trial and the aftermath and paralleling it with the uh, journey of black people in the United States and his relationship to blackness and black people, how all of that influenced the trial. It's such a good series. Uh, mm. Really, really, really incredible. 100% please go watch it. Um then I uh, got Shaka King with uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, probably the most recent release yeah. on this list. Very, very, probably the best of the the uh, best picture nominees from last year that I have watched so far, in my opinion. Really, really good movie. Uh, I think multiple Academy Award winner as well. Um, yeah. And then uh, speaking of movies that feature Daniel Kaluuya, I got Jordan Peele coming in strong out the gate yes. with Get Out. Yeah. Uh, a fantastic movie if you haven't seen it. Uh, uh, you probably you've definitely heard about it. Go watch it if you haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you absolutely have. So there's no excuse now. Uh, <laughs> and the follow up, you. the follow up, us also yes. very good movie. Jasper, yeah, I, I actually watched that, that in the theater uh, back when it first came out. Uh, that very very good movie. Uh, and then I guess I'll throw out some classic books because most of the black literature that I've read is kind of older. Uh, but I'd like to throw out Zora Neale Hurston with uh, Their Eyes Were Watching God. I'd like to throw out Ralph Ellison with Invisible Man, one of my favorite books ever. Such a good book. Uh, it's referenced by Kendrick Lamar. Uh, so, so you know it's a good song, or excuse me, a good, a good book. Uh, Native Son, written by Richard Wright, uh, which was adapted into a movie. The movie's good, but the book is harder hitting uh, and overall mm. better, I think. Um, also, Beloved by Toni Morrison, yes. obviously real, real, real famous one. Uh, go check that one out if you have not read it. Again, some of these are rough. Yeah. <laughs> really <laughs> rough. Some of these are Beloved really rough. Yeah. Uh, Beloved in particular is brutal. Really rough. Uh, but... Um, if you're looking for something that's a little bit lighter, Invisible Man, for the most part, is very funny, even if it's still dark at certain points. Uh, and then let's see. Uh, Cry the Beloved Country. Yeah, that one's really good. Uh, that's not I don't believe the author was black, but he was South African uh, and he was writing about things, I guess, that he would have observed. Um, Alan Stewart Patton uh, uh, probably mispronounced his name, but yeah, not, he wasn't um, black. Yeah, but he's South African. Yeah. Yes, but a book. book that is also by uh, an African man who is black uh, is Things Fall Apart by Chinua yeah. Achebe. Yeah. Uh, very good book as well. All of those are worth uh, checking out. 
Uh, and then finally, uh, 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 two final things. I forgot to mention this earlier. I want to throw out Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Chadwick Boseman mm. was robbed. Uh, really, yep. really, really, <laughs> really <laughs> good play adaptation. Uh, fantastic. Great play. Yeah. Just really yeah, great. If you ever get the chance to see Ma Rainey's Black Bottom on stage, August go Wilson. see it. Just it's read them all. An absolute. Yeah. Oh, August yeah, Wilson's Wilson, absolutely incredible playwright. Yep. And Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is a phenomenal play. And the movie was an outstanding adaptation. Mm. Uh, and then finally, this is one probably the most obscure thing that I've mentioned so far. Uh, I didn't want to go jump into music because I we would literally be here all day. But <laughs> one band that I don't think most people have heard of, which will give you, they don't sound like like hardly any other black bands that you would have heard uh death if you have not if you enjoy punk rock or proto-punk uh you need or even hard rock you need to check out death death were arguably depending on who you ask possibly the first ever punk rock band uh and almost yeah, no one has heard of them they're based out of De- they were based out of detroit michigan uh it was a group of brothers they originally started out as a funk band uh but then after seeing the who James live uh decided that they would pivot to making <laughs> more hard rock oriented music uh, the ter- the name Death actually comes from uh, their the death of their father. Uh, it was meant to be like spinning death from the, the concept of death from negative to the positive. Uh, the the band never got as popular as they deserved in large part because they were based in Detroit, Michigan, whereas pretty much every other major proto punk or early punk band is based in New York, uh, Velvet Underground, New York Dolls, Ramones, etc. And in contrast mm. to their fellow Michiganites, the Stooges. Uh, they were black. Uh, the Stooges were a white punk band or white proto punk band. Much easier to sell that kind of music. Uh, basically, the Death were considered too black for the white audience and too white for the black audience. Uh, but they, their music is available on YouTube. Uh, it's the, their EP for the whole world to see. So worth checking out. Uh, it's it, they had a ton of potential. They included they incorporated a lot of like funk influences that really didn't pop up again in in the punk genre until like the advent of post-punk and new wave in the late 70s with bands like Talking Heads. Uh, but 100%, if you enjoy if you enjoy hard rock or punk or po- proto-punk uh, or even post-punk, why not? Uh, go check out Death. <laughs> really, really great band. Amazing. Absolutely incredible. Uh, and then, so yeah, to bring us home, um, a few of mine uh, have gone, which is, but that is, that's great. Uh, and because uh, I was, yeah, everything Steve McQueen and Barry Jenkins. Uh, uh, Barry Jenkins has actually just released The Underground Railroad on uh, Amazon Prime, mm. uh, which might be worth checking out. I have not yet watched it. I'm sort of geeing myself to, up to watch it because I know it won't be an easy one. So, uh, but it will definitely be watching that at some point. Uh, I want to shout out uh, Bloods as well, which is a, a new TV series on Sky. Uh, a friend of a friend is a part of the writing team on that. Uh, he's a great uh, black uh, writer. He's done some uh, kids' books as well. Uh, that's really, really good. So yeah, it's called That's Bloods on Sky. Uh, if you have kids, speaking of kids, if you have children, check out JoJo and Gran Gran. Uh, I actually happen to be friends with um, the producer on it, um, 
a really lovely guy called Tom and uh, we talk a lot about the kind of process of making it and he put so much effort into making it a really authentic kind of black British uh, story uh, about a little girl called Jojo and uh, her grand gran uh, and they basically just sort of go on little adventures and things together uh, when grand gran sort of babysits uh, Jojo and it's just so gorgeous and so heartfelt and I think that if you are uh, trying to sort of understand the uh, black British experience I think it's a really gorgeous way to look at it and I think that for a lot of uh, black kids in the UK uh, and probably elsewhere as well, because I think it translates well, uh, it's, it's yeah, quite an important piece and not something that you often see. So, uh, yeah, definitely a big shout out to Jojo and Grand Grand. Um, TTRPG wise, I think the Into the Motherlands just launched their Kickstarter. So that would be worth checking out. There's loads of great rewards and things that you can get on there. Uh, plus, uh, it's um, there's a bunch of our... Um, uh, previous guests that have worked on it. Um, I know Abrea is in season two and B Dave uh, is there as well. Um, and so I wanted to throw that out. So, yes, uh, there's loads of stuff there. Absolutely bags and bags full of uh, content for you to go and check out. Um, and uh, yeah, we're going to leave this episode here uh, and give you guys some time to go and do those things. Like I said, the challenge to you go and signal boost some black uh, creators that you like um, or some POC creators that you like. Uh, go share them. Uh, give them some, send them some love, uh, tell them they're doing a good job, buy them a coffee or whatever it is, that, that, that cool thing that you can do, sign up to the Patreon, that kind of thing. Um, and let's make this sort of a, a day or a week of, of, of joy and, um, uh, and expression and, uh, and kind of take that sort of step together. Uh, I think is a, is a, is the, is the message um, uh, of this of this episode. Uh, so, yeah, we will see you very, very soon. So long, Shire Folk! So long, Shire Folk. So long, Shire Folk. was a HeadGum Podcast.